the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 48 of That's A Shame. Not The Shame, A Shame. I'm Isaac and joining me, as always, you know him, you tolerate him. It's Declan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Isaac. How are you? Oh, not bad, you know. It's, um... It's an interesting time to be alive. Well, I guess it's not. I'll rephrase. It's an interesting time to be alive and inhabit my body. Right. Because it's currently in the middle of doing all sorts of things. I feel like one of those people that's being tortured where you get pulled apart in all different directions by, I don't know, Henry VIII. Sounds vaguely. Yeah, why not? Go for it. those days. (laughs) You remember when Henry VIII, he used to stand in all four corners of a room with his giant spider legs and just drag people apart. But other than that, I'm very well. So thank you for asking. Look, episode 48, I'm going to kick it off by saying that it's going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> <laughs> and how do I know that, you might ask? Well, Declan's made a list, a list of content. And when that happens, only good things are bound to follow therefrom. Isn't that right? You know me, like I yeah. am the list guru. Uh, that, it's how I was I known. It's how I was known all throughout university, as you'll remember. Right, um, I did wonder what that was. And, about. Uh, I thought it was because you had really big hands and played piano. That's the one. Nice yeah. little classical music joke there for for someone. Thank you. For Thanks, at least guys. one listener, surely. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, and um, you know me, a stickler for bureaucracy. I think it's always yeah, been the backbone famously. of comedy. If there's a hoop to jump through, you'll you'll tumble right yeah, on it. You'll laugh <laughs> as you go through it. <laughs> So yeah, no, I've just That's made it short because I, I do, because it's another episode where we, I've got certainly lots of smaller things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I always end up not talking about them, which is the opposite of talking done. about them. And have you remembered that Proust is still unfinished? I, I know. Because I, I know I just did <laughs> as we started the show. But I'm thinking that we should answer maybe one, we've got two questions left, haven't we? Yes. We should answer one next week. And one in the big, and one in the big episode fifty. Okay, that's a big episode, is it? Well, not not currently. The special element was that it was going to be one minute long. The special element is we won't have any internet to record. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Oh well, look, you've led so naturally into an update on the topic. Well, not the topic, a topic from last week's episode, episode forty-seven. Great episode, would you say? Uh, I'd say it was a hell of an episode. Yeah, one of the top. Top 47-ish. It's up there. In there. Yeah. Amongst. It's a contender. Um, but we talked a bit about our housing situation. Um, and we weren't necessarily confident. We didn't know either way how it was going to go. What, what's the update now? How confident are you feeling about that? Well, it's interesting because our part of our worry was that if we did tell you it would, yeah. it would, it would only damage our chances. It, it wasn't like, it to fuck. yeah, it wasn't like telling you was going to kind of really seal the deal for us. No. Unless any of you secretly is Adrienne. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, or, or the landlord has been suspiciously yeah. helpful. The landlord. Um, Too helpful. If anonymous. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, since then we've passed our referencing. Yeah, I've never felt more elated to pass nope. anything. And what's what's so sad about it is the only reason we passed it 
I mean, the only sense in which we passed it is that we both fail. We both. <laughs> like, we both yeah. fail, but well enough that they're like, we fail with enough distinction and absolution that they're just like, well, that's fine. We move on to the next well, step. As well, that because they already knew that that was going to be the case, yeah. the, only, um, the only barrier for entry for us was existence like as long as we we <laughs> were the people that we put down on the on the form that was it and, and to be fair even that is i'm still <laughs> worried i was going to fail <laughs> well i quite often fail things like that because as you'll know my name causes all manner of issues because that's it i double s a z k um but no not even the first name just the whole double barrel surname thing i'm down like i think i whenever I travel is probably fraudulent to some degree because the name on my passport is not my name. Like it is part of my name, but it's not my full name. And Are you so just I'm down as that. Doyle? No, it's or just Birmingham. Or you Birmingham. just down as Oh, right. You just, yeah, I so. just said Birmingham because of the, your ticket. <laughs> Horrid idiot. That, that would be fraud. Birmingham doll, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking shame. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I was quite ready for them to be like, so we've, run a little check and in fact this came in handy once i haven't thought about this memory in a very long time so here it is for you once upon a time i was in maybe year eight or nine living in southeast london the dlr was the thing to do it was the place to be and the place to see and just hanging around on that docklands light railway which was then like the newest form of transport in the city it was like living in the future you felt like a jetson and once upon a time if the jetsons lived in a future that was made out of Meccano. Yeah, Meccano and trains that pretend to be sort of roller coasters. They are quite cool because they kind of drive oh, themselves. Yeah. But um how exciting can that really be? The answer <laughs> is about six out of ten. More it was it was high when I was a child, so I'll yeah. say it was seven at the time. It was a novelty, it was a novelty as well. And I guess one of the most exciting elements about it for me was that um you didn't have to pay. And that was I mean, you did have that, to pay. That sort of thing excites me to this day. <laughs> but what they did was they forgot the whole barrier system. I think they were just so pleased with the utopian, like, green technology that the DLR represented <laughs> that they were like, well, surely any citizen who's going to choose this mode of transport will just just feel like maybe dropping a few flowers on the way to brighten things like up. It, like it's some open source software. <laughs> yeah, like it's an allotment that we all live on. But actually, it's a train hurtling through tunnels. And so as a child, especially, you were adept at kind of hopping on at the last minute, finding out where the guard was. And they weren't even always on them back then. So you would you would know. And then you just like swap carriages when they swap. And there was really nothing that they could do or cared to do about it. But one day I was going to go and see Darren Brown, one of his shows up in London. Mm-hmm. And so I got the DLR. And I'd been, um, I'd done my classic thing. I was maybe going from like Lewisham to Greenwich, which is about, six minutes on the DLR and I've not got a ticket because I'm what 13 or something and it was probably £1.50 I'm like fuck that very very extortionate even then and uh, I got off at Greenwich where there are no barriers but as I came downstairs it's one of these very unfortunate images that I feel like I would reach for if I was ever trying to describe like if I was ever trying to create a metaphor for when you that kind of sense of heading towards the gallows because there is this like double staircase that's two flights down from the platform to like the concourse you're not even in the station you're kind of on the street so you're really close to being free and from the very top to the very bottom the whole journey i could see that the the bottom of the staircase was covered in transport police who were 
like strictly checking everyone's everything but I you can't like there's no other way to go like there is yeah. just the platform and there were guards back there so you couldn't really go back and get on the next train because normally if they're there then they're everywhere like they're just doing a check of the line kind of thing so i was just walking really slowly down being like oh fuck <laughs> and um this is yeah so this is one of a few situations with the police in which having so many different names how many do i have five yeah has been useful because the first thing they do is like well where's your ticket i was like oh i tried to to get one Classic. uh Classic. I, yeah the machine uh the, like my pound didn't work or something so i tried to get on the like some bullshit anyway and so the first thing they do is call it in. Like they treat it. They're I don't know oh, if yeah, they, they treat, treat it, like it a as a teaching crime. moment. But do you think <laughs> do you think their intent is that they're cunts like Jobsworth, dickheads yeah. who should be dealing with real crime but yeah. are actually harassing children? Yeah. Or no. should we be generous? No, no second, oh, it's not this no. one. <laughs> no, there's no it's not option. that they want to instill no, no, a good sense of right and wrong. Jobsworth cunts. Right. And you can tell that, that because one? they all know so have intimately a huge erection the detail. <laughs> Half of them have to turn away <laughs> simply to ejaculate. It's very upsetting. It, no, because they, they're they all so intimately familiar with all of the pricings, the workings, the stations, the times, yeah. all, like all of it. You know well, that I they used that machine today, today and it was, if anything, it was taking too many pound coins. Uh, I I've never known it to discriminate. It was, it was being particularly courteous. So, yeah, there I am talking to this giant officer. And the first thing he did in his kind of, this is a serious thing, kid, uh, like arsenal of tools was right stand here we're going to radio this in it's already a mortifying situation because you're uh it's very public like you're just pulled yeah. aside and you're you always like if you walk past someone who's being dressed down for ticket things even if it's like quite valid like they actually couldn't you're always like oh <laughs> yeah <sucks> to be <laughs> you. <laughs> and being on the receiving end of that is a real shame so people are kind of like glancing and probably thinking thoughts about how millennials will all grow up to fail because of yep. this sort of ticket hopping bullshit. Utov today. Um, yeah. Less avocados, more train tickets, mate. <laughs> and um, there I am. And he radios in. He's like, right, give me your full name. Do you have, he asked if I had ID on me first. He was like, well, why I'm 13. What, what do you think I've got? My driving license. Not likely, officer. Didn't appreciate that. Um, but he radios in and I gave my name as like Isaac Doyle or something. And I watched him uh, write it in his little notebook and he thankfully spelled both parts wrong. So when he radioed across, he was like, I as in, what is I? Indigo, whatever. S as in Sierra, S as in Sierra, S as in Sierra again. <laughs> <laughs> About 18 times. I was like, okay, this is good so far. Because like, if it comes back that you are known for fucking around on the train or something, then I guess they have you just go to prisons prison. to just lock you up forever. That's yeah. what happened, isn't it? Yeah. That's what they do. You throw away the key. You uh you get uh taken and you have to turn the big wheel that keeps the city running. Oh, I thought along, you were going to say thought you meant the London Eye. Along with all the other no, <laughs> along with all the other delinquent children. I, you have to tickets. go and mow Hillary Clinton's lawn for the rest of your life. <laughs> um so yeah, so that was good. And then and this is just one of many things that have happened in my life that make me think you may like regular listeners may have noticed that um there's a very organic but visceral connection between some things that 
happen in my life and you know elements of my personality and those of another great man 2000 years ago um who you might have read about in the big book and this is one such reason that i just thought well look, someone's looking out for me here because it basically came down to much like this joe the joe story of old it ends in one of these very binary outcomes where i'm aware throughout that i should have managed the situation away from this but also inside there's a kind of uh blind confidence that something will happen like it will work out all right yeah something will will come up for me here so basically it came down to i didn't have any money to pay the penalty fare i couldn't get through to either of my like anyone in my family who could like vouch for you and be like yeah this is our address because they don't like they need somewhere to confirm where to send like penalty fares like well the only thing to do then is we have to give you a court date. I was like, you fucking mad. I'll, just, I'll pay £1.50. I'll do it now. I'll pay it three times. Please, Governor, don't make me yeah. pay it. Come on, mate. He's going to be sending me off to Mr. Bumble. He's going to yeah. like, stroll around town singing in his beautiful Harry Seacombe tenor, holding how, notes for 35 seconds. How much is he going to sell you for? How much do you think you're worth, like, it, pitching out? Oh, uh, well, I don't feel like the kind of person who's looking to buy a child wants what I've got to offer. <laughs> I don't think they're looking for a delicate artist. I think they want someone who can like pick onions and juggle cows around and stuff. Oh, that's what you do on a farm, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it came down to this situation where there was a very real uh, implied threat of like, this is what's going to happen. Like, Legal we need action. To take all your details. You're going to come down now and we need to prove what like, we need to take. Yeah, we need to, yeah, basically, like, obviously not prison, but <laughs> there was a serious, like, not obviously, Isaac. This is, uh, this is the DLR one about. I know. It's one of the more serious rails. You can't just be hopping on and off like no one's business. They don't call it the light rail for nothing. <laughs> and, um, but the alternative was. There was, uh, as you kind of come out of these, this double staircase that I've talked about to the left is a tunnel that takes you like back towards the main body of the station. And just at the entrance were these two machines that, uh, were the ticket machines and the DLR machines have a very odd, they look like vending machines designed by someone who'd only ever seen one through like a stained glass window. (laughs) So these giant things that were just needlessly large for what is a screen, a coin slot and a printer. Yeah. And they were all like in this speckled dark green, really futuristic, like looked like there was something from her. (laughs) And he pointed over there. He's like, we can try. Uh, And I mean, I don't believe you at the moment, but we're going to try and see like if this is a counterfeit, I think my angle had been that it was like probably a fake pound or something. And I'd kind of hoped in my naivety <laughs> that I'd just be able to blag like, oh yeah, you know, it's one of those fake pounds. They're you everywhere. Know, Don't take yeah. it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't check. <laughs> and as I approached this machine, I, I locked eyes with it for the whole 20 foot walk. And I remember having a very distinct thought, which was just, come on. Like now is your time to shine. You, Just you, not directed at anyone in you particular. You thought this. You thought this so much that you managed to lock eyes with an eyeless machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think in in You'd many ways it became my accomplice. It. <laughs> I think that what accessory happened, after the fact. You say, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I approached, and he this machine to kind of add to its weird 
anachronistic futurism where it's like half a machine from the past and half in the future. Doffed, the only it, doffed its hat to the policeman. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, governor. Nice night. He was not another from Mary Poppins. Not another rascal you got there. <laughs> no, but the way you interface with it, um, that made it sound like I was going to fuck it. But the way you control it was not, it was pre-touch screen. Fucking and it mind was just a big, blowing. <laughs> it was a big rotary, like uh, just a big circle that you spin like an old rotary phone right. to kind of scroll through options. And it had a button in the middle. And I approached with my palm out as if to kind of meet it in the middle in this holy ritualistic way. And I scrolled to my ticket, this giant officer flanking me, watching, disapproving. He was just waiting because he knew, he knew that I was lying. It yeah. was too obvious a lie. Yeah. I selected my single. What, single you, you think he might have encountered the fake pound I, route no, I before? Know. Some have called me a criminal innovator, but those people are all in prison. <laughs> I don't know those, those people taught you everything you knew. <laughs> I select my ticket. I give it the uh, go down to the child one. I'm not going to hear to fuck about and uh, press. And this pound coin in my probably trembling pre like early teenage hand approaches. And I held it ever so slightly too long in the coin slot, just hoping that <laughs> if I put it in slightly oddly, something would happen. And I dropped it. I kind of dropped it, but held it and just like, a gentle downward motion of my finger as it went to just give it a little spin. Yeah. Like for Because we all know like that... When you put a penny in those. We all know that if you're at the vending machine and you're worried about, like, you've got a 10p back because it's not working. Yeah. That if you really shove it in, then it mm-hmm. then it obviously works every time. Exactly. So that was my logic. So the yeah. opposite of that, yeah. as gently as possible. And what with it being a very large machine and the coin slot being maybe two thirds off the ground, like near the top of this thing, it looks like in my head, it looks like the big cupboard from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's just <laughs> this sort of like giant opera singing machine. And it, I felt it just click away. And then it was like waiting for, uh, you know, that scene in any children's film where they cut one of the wires and they wait for like, they hear all these like the mechanical whirrings to be like, will it explode? Or when you could hear it like kaplunking around all the different parts of the machine, like it was an internal factory where the borrowers in, process in, money. In, in, in my head, it's the, uh, you know, at the beginning of uh, the third parts of the Caribbean film where they yeah. hang that little boy and then it cuts to that silent oh, shot of yeah. the coin spinning down and down and yes, down like towards that. your face. That set up a much better film than it turned out to be, didn't I it? I still... I stand by that third one. The second one's dross. I'm not saying dross. it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. But that, that opening scene is better than the rest of it, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, much like that. The similar kind of tension, all eyes on this moment. And uh, it it clunks. It does a little, you can hear it like sliding around and then silence. And I thought, oh, fuck. But on the counter where it's like left to pay, hadn't changed. <gasps> Another second passes, it hasn't changed. It's five seconds. And I hear this plonk and it just drops out in the tray. And this man's demeanor changed (laughs) like that. He was the most apologetic son of a bitch. And even he taught me something that uh, I remember to this day that pops into my head every so often, but only in the context of like uh, vending machines or ticket machines usually. And he was like, yeah, what you got to do sometimes 
is uh, you take it out and he like rubbed Rub it the on the metal, the pound on the machine. Yep. Yeah, and I'd never heard of I that. Did before. you not? Oh. So this man, he became like a kind of um, teacher to you, a father figure. Yeah, yeah. We've kept in touch. Maybe he was the Christ <laughs> that looked off over you. Oh no, 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 he was. No, wait, he was I was a, clear that I wait, was. He was the, a horrid pig. <laughs> but just the momentum of that event. I don't remember even why I started talking about this, but um, no, nope, neither do I. But it's if you're ever okay. planning on. <laughs> If you're ever planning, what I'm saying is, I guess the moral is that you just have to commit to these moments and you know that someone out there, some force in the universe, I'm not saying yeah. it's me or God, whatever you want to call us, but something will come through for you in a big way. See, I had the exact opposite experience in that I <laughs> I always, always bought a ticket. A, because I, like my dad was like, if you come home with a fine... I'll kill you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's a hell of a motivator. <laughs> a real way to kick a guy when he's been yeah, fined. No. <clears throat> but also because I knew that my luck was such that if I ever didn't buy a ticket, that that would uh -huh. be the day. Um, and for like all of my childhood, people would uh, jump off at the stop just before South End pretty well because there are no ticket machines and no barriers like no one even works there it's barely a stop it just it it, it feels like the train just stops now of ritual <laughs> like <laughs> out um, of respect for trains past yeah and um and it, so you can easily get off there and and not pay uh, uh -huh. and i once was late to meet someone for a date so I ran, I jumped on the train at Hockley without a ticket. Mm. We got to Prisselwell. I looked out the window. There were a dozen <laughs> police. <laughs> Why do they come in such numbers? To... And, and not just police, but like bouncers at Cavalry. the station. Like people, huge men in wow. black, like, uh, uh, kevlar vests standing at the <laughs> at the base of the of the stairs and, and i was looking at it like for fuck's sake like what i can't get off without a ticket here it looks like they just take you away to the cells <laughs> Be like, into the, into the yeah you just never heard of again yeah. and so i was like i'm gonna have to like stay on that's how they got bin laden I was like, i'm gonna have to stay on until south end but south end's the end of the line so that there's only barriers to get through. There's no yeah. way. And I was like, I'm gonna have to try and blag blag it there. But lo and behold, when I got there, there there were like two dozen police and transport oh officers and whatnot waiting. And I, so obviously they were they they were there attempting to catch people. So they weren't gonna accept any sob story of oh well I couldn't buy a ticket. Like that that was yeah. the whole reason they were there. That's the, the first bit that annoyed work, me that I did have a go at one of them about was that this was during the time when there were almost no trains running and they were like, oh, we've had a lot of uh, fair dodging at the moment. I was like, well, that's because you haven't had any fucking trains. Maybe that's why you haven't made any money because <laughs> you're not bothering to put any on because the, the bloody bus drivers have got it all. Um, <laughs> but I, I did start this ruse, but the bloke that I was talking to was clearly just the most knowledgeable like he had worked on this railway line since before trains were even thought of mm. since before steve i've been working on the railroad <laughs> as a joke he like snorted with laughter at da vinci's helicopter drawing because he'd seen it before <laughs> like he and i i i gave like the similar story i was like oh i, I tried but 
the you know the office was shut at Hockley and and the machine wasn't working. And he was like, right, so uh, you were on this train, so that will have left Hockley at whatever time. So I suppose then anyone who's got a ticket from Hockley at that time, so we should be able to check. And he and he went through, it and I just went, mate, I just didn't buy a ticket. Just give me the fucking. Where do I? Need <laughs> how do I pay you? Just. And he was like. And so I had to pay him on card, and my card wasn't working. He was like, oh. Was this a fine or a ticket? Yeah, fine. How much oh, is yeah, a fine? Oh, yeah, 20 quid. Oh, that's not bad, though. It's 20 fucking quid I didn't need to be uh, spending. Look, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's good, but the fine's are like <laughs> hundreds I, What I'm saying is I had no such fucking angel <laughs> looking over uh-huh. me as you. All my pound coins were, that's <laughs> right, anything. in this man's pocket. <laughs> Forever. So what I'm saying to our listeners is don't just persevere, buy a train ticket, don't get caught oh, out. Get out. <laughs> no, don't that's the thing though, isn't it? It's to transgress knowingly. That's my one of my mottos. Like you don't want to be one of these people who gets in trouble because you haven't thought about it and then doesn't have a response. You have to know what you're doing if you're gonna break the rules. I think that's good advice to you. Yeah, go for it. Good. And I forgot as well in that moment, in that uh, encounter, there was a bit where he was like, if we check the CCTV from Lewisham Station, are we going to see you buying a ticket? And I thought it was one of those like, from the outside, There's... probably quite comedic perspectives of someone just clearly <laughs> thinking for too long about their answer being like, how likely is it that he's, he's going to check the CCTV? The and I mean... What kind of quality are they recording? And like, how long are they going to keep the recordings for? Could I block it? I'm for quite like sure. Maybe I could say I was behind someone. Yeah, I could just be like, <laughs> yeah, especially in those days, my school uniform was brown as well, so I could pretend to be like a bit of a tree. Yeah, just come definitely. <laughs> um, Ten a penny in Lewisham about, Station. <laughs> yeah, after about fifteen minutes of silence, <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> No, no, I think I did say I, I was on the CCTV and he just, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? You have to commit. In yeah, these you moments. can't, you can't say no because then you are it. just guilty, aren't you? Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's all good. Anyway, we've got the flat. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in tomorrow. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. Mm. Good job. I've packed. I haven't nothing. packed a single thing. I've got one enormous walkers box upstairs to put stuff in <laughs> but here's the thing is that it's uh <clears throat> it's like been collapsed so i've got to put it back together and tape it up <laughs> before i can put anything in it why are you moving with a walkers box well i've just is got a load practical? of books which aren't oh, practical okay. to carry up the stairs have you heard of get a kindle it's <sighs> all the rage well <laughs> that's no good for the books i've already got it is you just sort of throw them at it and they become oh, yeah. one. <laughs> and then you buy a new I Kindle. <laughs> That's, have the I ever first... told you about the Kindle that I broke within one second of having it? I was so excited no. to have it, I just trod on it instantly. <laughs> and then, this is quite a similar you situation. You thought it was a plate at a Jewish yeah. wedding or something. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm really careful with my belongings. I really hate, like I get quite attached to inanimate objects yeah. as we've discussed. Especially within one are, second. <laughs> yeah, especially ones that are so... Um, like portals to something I really like doing anyway, like a Kindle. That's going to be amazing. And um, it arrived and then I got distracted and just trod on it within seconds. <laughs> so I got straight on the Amazon live chat and I had all, I had a hell of a ruse. This ruse, <laughs> not unlike the last one based on flimsy premises and accepted only because of uh, a kind of fluke of circumstance that my ruse was basically that the, 
what was it? It was like there had been a lot of temperature fluctuation in the house that had caused the screen to become so brittle. Killed yourself. <laughs> it caused the screen to become so brittle. That it in just one spontaneously day. smashed. <laughs> And I think I said it was like maybe a there was rock like, in the middle of the Sahara. But what, <laughs> the <what>? night came, <laughs> it contracted so. It's seven oaks for you. It's crazy. It's a wilderness out there. But I went with, uh, I kind of sowed the seeds of lots of different approaches where it was like, yeah, I seem to remember seeing what could have been a, I thought it was just a hair, but perhaps it was a tiny fracture on the screen when I unboxed. And yes, I do remember the postman being awfully clumsy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stumbled his way off down the, the road. <laughs> Drunk. He's dropped beer bottles behind him, old postman Pat. I've had him fired. And I think I just said enough things that the guy was like, look, we'll just fucking Bored. send you a new one. But he'd said like, oh yeah, well, the well, last once, person I'd spoken to had the same thing. So that's how well, one, it came Once through. again, uh, you've led quite nicely into one of the things I was about to talk about. Um, <sighs> one, one of the reasons I... Um, was keen to do the show tonight was because I needed something to lift the old mood. Okay. So I'd just come off of the most painful conversation with Amazon. Okay. In that I am, I don't mean to brag, mm-hmm. I'm an Amazon Prime Ooh. member. Wow, okay. That's quite Gotta exclusive, have the old isn't Amazon it? Prime. Uh, as in Next day delivery. open to everyone. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but Prime I, video. I, I like I like the Amazon Prime. Yeah, I haven't used that yet. But I like sure the I Amazon Prime. You sound like an old lady. I am. Thinks it's part <laughs> of a forest. But uh, I just like knowing that when I order something, it will be there. Yeah, the Amazon day. Prime's magical. Um, and especially because they snare you with that student offer where it's like, ooh, £10 for 30 years. And then like, as soon as you're not a student, it's like, now it's 50. But once <laughs> you've had one day delivery, you're never going back. Get this. When so, we live in London, we can get the same the day delivery. One. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Imagine if we could afford well, there to. there we go. <laughs> there goes the went from. We'll only be able to buy like one ladybird with it. We have to buy we... things with which we escape the bailiffs. Yeah. <laughs> loads of Nerf guns will home alone the property to the <laughs> Do you mat. sell sheets knotted together? Three <laughs> knotted. Um, Rapunzel style hair. So I was ringing them because I brought my, uh, I bought my girlfriend a present. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's now four days since I ordered it. Yeah. That's barbaric. That's a lot of next I'm not, days. I'm it? not some absolute commoner. No. <laughs> I am a prime member. Have been for ever since I forgot that I signed up for the free trial. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to unsubscribe. Un- <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I looked and I'm also subscribed to their service where if there's an issue, mm-hmm. they'll send you a little text and be like, oh, it's... You know, sorry, it's it's not coming today. We're really sorry about that. Okay. Um, I'd heard no such thing. Mm. I looked on the app and it said, yep, delivering today by 9 p.m. This mm. was at 10 past nine. Um, <laughs> but here was the interesting thing. When I clicked on it, it also said, delivering today by 9 p.m., uh, not yet dispatched. Oh, they're really waiting there. <laughs> Courier service. It's going to be a... I was going to be it's like a hell of a delivery from this point to get it here by nine. <laughs> to Certainly, get it ten if it hasn't back in time <laughs> to see if it, especially if it hasn't been dispatched. Yeah, it's impressive. So I tried to get on like a live chat. No such thing. wasn't wasn't available. No. Uh, tried to send them an email. 
the app wouldn't let me do that either. Good feature. So I thought, right, only thing for it is to call them. The old-fashioned voice speak. So I called them, and I explained the situation. And the woman I was speaking to uh, was the absolute death of the spoken word. (laughs) I've never met someone so incredibly ill-equipped to deal with conversation. Particularly when their entire job is Mm. speaking to people on the phone. It's a focal point. I had to explain the situation three times. And it's really a very simple situation. Yeah, I feel like you covered all the bases already (laughs) with me. Um, And she was like, right, okay, sir, I will have a look into... Sir, I will have a look into that... I will have a look into that for you. Are you sure she was not a text-to-speech robot? I'm, I'm only slightly sure. Oh. <laughs> um, so she had a look and confirmed what I had already told her, which was uh-huh. that it hadn't been dispatched yet. In I fact, like it hadn't even reached what she called their fulfillment center, which sounds very no. much like a cult. Uh, it sounds like we get to be euthanized. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you've, you've fulfilled your potential. Yep. <laughs> See you later. 50 years and out, lads. <laughs> it's not getting any better. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, well, so it hasn't even reached you, let alone me. So <laughs> how is it supposed to be here 20 minutes ago? And she was like, uh, Amazon slingshot. Let me look. So let me look into that for you. I will have a look into that for, for you. I will go and can you hold the line? Like, yes. <laughs> At which point she hung up on me. <laughs> That's um, great. That's such then, a good joke. Then rang me back. And introduced herself twice more. Good. And then asked if I can hold the line. Mm-hmm. To which I tentatively answered yes. <laughs> then Did she put me make on... sure she knew what it meant as well? Yeah. <laughs> then she put me on hold mm-hmm. for 12 minutes. Good. What was the uh, music Here's the like? fun thing. Well, that's what we're coming on to. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little piano piece Good. that lasts 53 seconds. <laughs> Not quite equipped to see you through the whole 12 minutes, keeping it fresh. No, no. Uh, I, I, I got stuck in a weird Kafka esque state where I was certain mm. that every every like time it looped round, I was just going back to the same point in time previously, rather yeah. than that the time was marching forward. Um, eventually, she came back on the line, and uh, her her answer was this: that uh, she'd passed it on to the fulfillment centre. Mm-hmm. And they would email me within 24 to 48 hours. Wow. Uh, and that the book should be with me within three days. And I was like, but then that's a week <laughs> for a book that I pay £50 a year for you to have to me three days ago already. Yeah. So I was looking for it three days previously, not three days ahead. <laughs> and she said that uh, for that they would... Um, what she was good is she was going to extend my Amazon Prime by a month. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's like six pounds. Mm. It's not even that. It's like four pounds. I'd rather that I just have the book. Can you not just see where the book is rather than <laughs> email someone to ask them where the book is and then get them to email me in two days time telling me where the book is <laughs> only for the book to arrive another day after that. I won't be living here then. I'm literally <laughs> moving home. I won't be here to get the book. 
what we're going to do for you, sir, what we're going to do, what I've done, and I have done this, is that I, what I'm doing, I have, I am, I, I've extended your Amazon Prime by a month. <laughs> and and I started to interrupt to say, yes, you told me this. I heard that. I, I don't care. I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, what I want is the book that I ordered four days ago. And But she just kept on. She wouldn't stop. And I, so your Amazon Prime, you now no longer have to review your, renew your subscription ah. until a month later. So you can check this. And I, and I just waited until she finished and then asked her if she had finished. Uh, there was no response, so I presumed so. Uh-huh. Uh, at which point, I told her that she was the most abhorrently useless customer service agent I'd ever had the misfortune to speak to. Uh, that she'd made my she'd made my situation demonstrably worse than it was when I called. I'd been on hold for ten minutes for her to haggle for the deal that I didn't want, and you got uh, hung up on. Pardon, and I got hung up on. So I think she thought I was one of those speech robots that she just had to keep saying it until I said okay. It sounds like her approach was like a war of attrition, where she was going like, "Well, she, she, I mean, she won. She won because I didn't even accept the Amazon Prime extension. I was like, I I don't want it. You've made me so angry that I don't want it. Never going to see it. And so I hung up on her. And then you should have she said, had, can I put you on hold? And then she had the balls to ring me back. Oh, wow. And I, and she was like, and then introduced herself twice again. <laughs> and I said, I know who you are. I hung up on you. I don't want to talk to you. And she went, oh, sir, I just thought, um, might you like a refund? I was like, fuck off. <laughs> you don't get to, you know, it's too late. I was like, it's too late. So, sir, I, I can, I can do a refund. I was like, I don't want it. I don't, I, it's too late. Oh, you should have cutting off your you nose to spite your face. I know, but I, I was so annoyed. I didn't want to engage with her because I, I had the feeling that if I said yes, I was going to have to speak to her for more than another 10 seconds. And I was so mm, annoyed. I was like, I was pressure. like, you, sh- you, the, the, you should have offered me that when you first came back off of hold for 10 minutes like what what who were you possibly asking mm. about that and she was like oh and i was like by the way you're rubbish again <laughs> see you later <laughs> may i just reiterate <laughs> i just feel that i haven't quite got it across because you've decided to seek out another conversation with me <laughs> i don't know if you thought this was gonna that i was just gonna suddenly forget all the rest of it i hope you get like an just a normal phone number ringing you and she's just like trying to arrange drinks no, no, i'm really like she's I'm, really missing so i'm really sorry signals. that I, I i just uh uh would you i could um what i've done what i've arranged, do is I'm, I've, I've, arranged booked a I've booked a table i've booked a table i've what i what i've done sir sir what i've done i'll I've be booked. with you in four to seven days <laughs> so so i'm now certain that this book is going to turn up as the wrong book and also in pieces (laughs) (laughs) just torn into confetti yeah i love talking to call center people i find it really relaxing i don't (laughs) i think it's nice because i do i I don't like being on hold for ages i I don't mind some of them i tell you who's preposterously good um Mm. bet 365 oh really their customer service is the best i've ever had I, I rang up once because like with like all betting sites, the, the withdrawal of your money takes nine years. <laughs> like uh-huh. you don't see it until the next lifetime. Yeah. Um, and I'd been waiting a particularly long time for this and I rang up, I got through to someone within one second mm. and, uh, and they went, yep, yeah, I've put it through. It'll be with you. Oh. And then it was with me in the next second. And I was like, I this find is that great. A bit irksome though, that there are systems in place that can be resolved 
so easily. Oh yeah, I, it made me angry at Bet three six five, but I was like, but their customer the service, service is, is great. Yeah. Whereas you see yeah, Amazon, I bet there's like a school of um, Amazon seems to be the opposite. Like the whole thing's set up to be as easy as possible for you and as helpful, so but their customer service is therefore so bad. I reckon mm. she's the one person who deals with all the complaints. That's all they get. <laughs> she was actually dealing with about 50 at once. That's why she, she I was on hold. She says the middle of every she was re- sentence. She was replacing your Kindle. <laughs> I haven't trodden on it again. I wouldn't ever dream of it. Um, look, you've got a list. I have. I've got some emails. We've also got a housing contract that's got some very questionable elements. Should we, should we run through some of those quickly? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Well, I, or I we mean, could I don't do that to find it. We could do that when we're um, when we're actually there, though. I thought, that oh, and then we could fun. break each clause As of it we, live on it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's always good, isn't it, to record evidence of exactly of yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. So we'll go through stuff like that. But it is very episode. odd. Like it's a it's weird contract. Odd. Yeah. Okay. What else do we have then? Well, I um, I had a few stories. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I've been meaning to tell you for ages, um, and it's been annoying at me because I really wanted to tell it on the podcast, but then I mm. keep forgetting. And then in between, especially now, it's only once a week. I want to tell you, and then I haven't had a chance. Oh, yeah. So it's coming it's out weird now. All this once a week, isn't it? I know. We said we were talking yesterday, weren't we? But it feels like we're only doing it once a month now. Yeah, it really I don't think anyone like listens anymore. Time. But essentially, this was like a couple of months ago. I did a stand-up gig, mm-hmm. and uh, it went quite well. I was really happy with it, and I had some very nice feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my nicest feedback, however, was from a um, oh, what's a nice way of saying this lunatic, oh. <laughs> um, who was this absolute mental case who was just hanging around the the like mm-hmm. bar where this event was going on and like during people's performances he assumed various positions including standing in the open doorway clutching some shopping bags to sitting Ooh. at someone else's table to perching on a stool like he was all over the gaff he was trying to be every kind of uh every like, sort of uh, patron <laughs> yeah like every character that could emerge in in the bar setting and he was doing mad. he was just doing his own improv workshop yeah it sounds very nice um but he uh he came over and he was speaking to us um at our table afterwards and mm-hmm. he was very nice but totally insane like there was no what were the clues what was the brand of of unhingedness um the conversation jumped yeah. like nothing no topic was uh was maintained for more than a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and the he would uh thrust it to a new area with a a strangely phrased interrogative mm. um but also he said some quite mad things um did you happen to poll him about his belief as to the shape of the earth i didn't know uh, but if you had, uh, look, what might you expect? This man has never known anything flatter than this great earth of ours. <laughs> Where does he land on Thoth? Well, he struggles to because he won't keep still. Look, he, this is the sort of man he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked us, well, first of all, he got an autograph from everyone who performed. Okay. But, but also from some of the audience. <laughs> and Are you sure he wasn't making you sign my, his like... 
tenancy agreement. <laughs> my my friend Amy was there, and after he got my signature, Amy who was on the show. Amy who was on the show. Oh yeah. Uh, and after I signed, she said that she was my manager, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Can you sign?" <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, sure. Here we go." <laughs> Scribbled away. Um, and then he was telling us about all the people he's got autographs from. And um, one of them... What, that night? No. <laughs> no, just in <laughs> the in over there? <laughs> okay. And uh, one of them, he claimed, was uh, Basil Brush. Well, no. <laughs> that, that, I'm afraid, is a puppet. For those, who, for those who don't know, Basil Brush is a puppet fox, squirrel fox thing. Mm. who Professorial was a, figure. Who was... Uh, a comedy, a children's comedy icon in like the seventies and then maybe eighties. Well, yeah, but came then back he came way. back to the old CBBC and uh, yeah. he really brought things alive again. I was quite a big yeah. fan. I liked the show when I was younger. Yeah, I liked him well enough. But um, this man, I'll tell you what, he was the biggest fan of Basil oh, yeah. Brush and he claimed to have his signature. And so I asked, oh, so you've met him then? <laughs> and he said, no, no. He met me. <laughs> wow. What a great sense of status he has. <laughs> Just, yeah. That's admirable. You know, you don't go to Basil Brush. Basil Brush comes Basil to Basil Brush him. comes to me. Um, my other favorite uh, thing that he said, though, which uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was... Uh, just his madness. I don't know if it was maybe an attempt at a joke, but it wasn't really in fitting with much else that he'd said that night. Mm-hmm. Um, or if maybe this was, uh, you know, when you're in new company and some people therefore uh, are really desperate to save face, like nothing can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be, everything has to be right. And so they uh, they can't be uh, be caught out in either an untruth or, or getting something wrong, um, and it, that's what it felt like. But it was one of the uh, the sadder attempts to save face that I'd seen. What from him? Yeah, from him. Okay. Because um, he uh, the conversation sort of dropped a bit. Someone was looking at their phone. Someone was going to get some drinks. So he tried to kind of uh, get everyone back Pick on board the ball back with, up. Uh, you know. So. Uh, so where are you from? Right. And we said, uh, uh, oh, from, from Essex. And he went, oh, Essex, uh, that's mainly woodland, isn't it? Right. We said, uh, no, no, not really. Not, not very much at all. And he went, yeah, well, it was once. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. I meant prehistoric <laughs> times. Get with the program. I mean, well, yeah, I suppose. But so was... A lot of places. He was Rome. Yeah, yeah, but what, what I'm saying is that it, it was, it was woodland. So <laughs> you can't say it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I live in I a guess. very heavily urbanised area. <laughs> not very much woodland at all. Strange angle. And yeah, and he he maintained this angle for a bit. Mm. He claimed that other places weren't woodland. Which I think, in an attempt to make Essex seem more woodland, right? So he started bringing other places down. Yeah, so it bolstered it by comparison. He's like, "Well, not the desert." <laughs> well, thanks. Wow, not the ocean. Come on, I wasn't, I'm not that, I wasn't the woodland. Come on, <laughs> come on, me. Not everywhere. Silly. Uh, and then he he picked up his carrier bags and he tottered off into the night. 
Oh, wow. Everyone's autographs in tow. I assume you burnt ours after we dared to. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. I think you're just top of the list for identity fraud. <laughs> oh, good. He's got your book. He's got 80 copies of it and three extra months of Amazon Prime in your name. <laughs> he is living his best life he's, on he's, your dollar. He's moving to Collindale. <laughs> That's him. You're yeah, going to be using his on suite. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, oh hope he likes vegetarian food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bless him. Um, well, that was lovely. But uh, more recently, um, I went out with uh, Mark the other night. Oh, yeah, friend and colleague. Friend, colleague, future flatmate Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to go and see the new Armando Iannucci film, Death of Stalin. Oh, yes. And it was good. I absolutely incredible. Mm. Very, very good. Highly recommend it to all of you. Um, and then we went out for some drinks afterwards. Uh, we were having a good old chat. Uh, thoroughly missed the last train by about two and a half hours, <laughs> despite oh, the pub no. being next door to the station. <laughs> um, so we were like, oh, we'll have to, we'll go and get something to eat and then, um, and then we'll get a cab back. Mm-hmm. So we walked up the high street and, um, we bumped into, uh, a homeless guy. There are actually lots of homeless people in South End at the moment. It's, uh, quite the tragedy. Hmm. Um, Especially given that I was uh, sent... What, in the sense that, is it like people come to Southend? No. Is it in, a good in place the, to be? Or is it because there's no money being invested in yeah, looking after there's, people? There's so little money in looking after the the homeless in in, yeah. in Essex as a whole, but certainly in, in well. Southend. And so it's it's like become a real like problem in, in, in the high street. Uh, yeah, for me, though, I feel the problem is that nothing's being done to help them. For the South End Police, the problem is that, quote, the place looks untidy. They did oh, a nice, they all did, those people littered everywhere. I know. They um, they did a really, like, it, it was it was almost felt like satire. They did this mm. kind of boastful Facebook post with pictures of them moving homeless people on. And, like, wow, talking, talking about how they were, like, clearing up the streets. You're like... Oh, dear. Like, That's imagine... <laughs> Imagine blaming homelessness on the homeless. <laughs> like it's just It's your fault, isn't it? You probably forgot where your house was, I bet. <laughs> just went out one day and you, that was it. You probably just bet it on a horse, didn't you? Gave it away. <laughs> Mr. Paddy That's Powers true. got it now. So we we bought some of them like some food and mm-hmm. then we started talking to this uh to this one guy who refused to take any food. And uh he was uh he was really nice. And he was very talkative and we sat down. We ended up talking to him for about two hours, I think. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. like sat in the high street having a chat with him. Um, but what I enjoyed about this uh, <clears throat> interaction mostly was uh, was twofold. Um, the first was that it was the, the perfect uh, mirror of spending slightly too much time with someone you just met at a party. Mm-hmm. And the second was... Uh, something he did uh, which I'll get to so like in terms of talking to someone like too much at a party like he came up and we saw him and then we walked away and we were heading up towards our cab and then he walked up the high street in the same direction and we ended up bumping into him again like going into to a different room and, and you see someone again like oh hi yeah I met you earlier yeah oh you again yeah and so we started talking it's your like anchor yeah and then now he's there uh, 
he's like telling us a little bit more about himself and uh it seems really nice and you start thinking oh you're like oh this is a yeah, good guy this, yeah could be a friend mm-hmm. um then they say something that kind of jars with you a bit but you think mm. you know what it's early doors um we'll, we'll, we'll let him that off. could just be his way yeah um, you don't know what his way is yet. I mean, the in, the in, cut of his chip. in this guy's particular situation, what it was, was he admitted he'd been to prison for stabbing someone. Yeah, it's just his way, you know. But, but as he put it, they did deserve it. So you can't well, say yeah. fairer than that. They could have attacked him first. Yeah. So uh, it, it felt very much like a kind of justifiable situation, though we tactfully didn't find out too much so we didn't have to discover that wasn't the case. <laughs> yes. You can always cling to this uh, to this otherwise. Mm. But he seemed nice enough and you know what? He'd served his time. That's what the that's what the system's there that's for. That's what it's there for, yeah. It wasn't like he was uh, riding high ever since so it felt, you know, not my place to judge the guy. Um, yes. So then uh, two things were going on. One... Uh, Mark had this bag of food that he so desperately wanted to eat, but clearly felt too bad for eating it in front of a homeless man like a who had cinema, who had no, like some sort of oligarch. Yeah. And so he was just like swinging it despondently, kind of every now and then looking <laughs> at it, no, knowing that his hot, spicy wings cold had been out in the cold, cold for cold. for an hour and a half. What's that? Frigid tendon wings. And um, mm. and there's just also, like, we were both in a, in a simultaneously similar position of kind of wanting to be respectful, but also wanting to get a cab home, but yeah. not wanting to say, we're going home now <laughs> to someone who can't well, say we'll the same. we'll be off to our house. To someone who was telling us he had a four-hour walk ahead of him just to sleep in his girlfriend's stables. Oh, wow. Because she was mad at him. Is she a horse? And no, thankfully. Like I mean, to be fair, he never confirmed that she wasn't, but the yeah. implication was that she wasn't. Mm. Um, no, the implication was that she wasn't. Um, mm. So Mark... Mark and I were like, look, you won't, you won't take any food, but will you take some money to, um, towards a cab? And, uh, and he was like, why, what was his reasoning not taking food? He, he just didn't like he was, chicken. No, he was it, like, he was too proud. He like his, his case okay. was that I'm, I'm not like your normal homeless person. I'm, I'm not like your normal homeless person. Uh, one, one of the ways it turned out that he wasn't like a normal homeless person was that he had a home. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a key distinction there. But he, but he, A, <laughs> had had his keys stolen. B, oh no. his like, his landlord was apparently a dick. And so he couldn't like call him and say, I've lost the keys. And C, right. uh, his home was in Basildon. And in his words, I don't want to live in, in Basildon. I don't know anyone there. Plus, I, I don't have my keys. Not like the street. No, but <laughs> well, like, it's sad that like his living situation is that bad that he would yeah. literally rather be on the street. Uh, I mean, also couldn't get in, but, <laughs> but yeah. there are, there are intermediary steps. Well, you'd think, but I um, used to say, um, well, yeah, no, I, what I mean is normally like for him there, yeah. there clearly weren't, you don't choose stables over. <laughs> Not many people do. No. no. So we were like, no, Jesus. We, <clears throat> so, so we, we take a bit of money towards a cab then. To, to to go and he was like oh, 
yeah okay yeah thank you he was like it's it's so far away he went so I, I can't take money for all of it but like any anything you can do will help so we we went over to the cash scene we got some money out to give mm-hmm. him and uh so we both gave him a bit of money and he took it and he went oh i can't i can't take this it's it's too much and we're like no no go on take it it's it's fine he went, no i i, I can't this he went tell you what he went let me buy you a beer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we went, what? And he went, yep, come on. And like walked us down the road and then Santa. took us into a shop and was like, so what do you want? You've got the run of the town, boys. <laughs> we like, uh, like so a- like pick something up each and then pay for it with our money. That's great. <laughs> it was like so- the guy in Annie, yeah. what's his name? <laughs> Daddy Warbucks or whatever it is. It's your choice is yours, kid. And it was, Take what you like. It was like simultaneously just funny to be offered something with money you'd literally handed over a second yes, ago. I like that. But also it was just... Uh, it was so sweet. But like, it, makes a, imagine, it makes a kind of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. But it was There's like... a rationale. I, I don't know any non-homeless person to whom I could lend money and they'd then use it to buy me something. Yeah. Like, it's pretty... It's just... Uh, just they're just so... It must just so fundamentally just, alter your idea of what money is. Well, and also I think that it... Because it just is so... They're so fundamentally not used to anyone giving a fuck yeah. that when they do, you you probably feel like you don't deserve it or like you haven't Or it's it. like you just don't understand how to process yeah. it. Like, well, what what am I missing? What's the catch? Yeah. Mm. Um. So then we went back to the cab rank with him and we were like waiting around and we said that we'd wait around till he got in one because otherwise, like, cab drivers are mostly bastards. So they like might may well turn him away. So like, we'll wait yeah. around till you get one. So he like commits this. No offense to any cab driver resisting. No, unless you are well, one of these. Unless you are a bastard. Yeah, anyway. In which case. Incidentally. How about you stop case. listening? Carry <laughs> the homeless about. Yeah. Um, so we were standing around and he like haggled with this cab driver to get to where he was going for whatever he had left. And he was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll just finish my beer out here with these lads. So we were like, oh, okay, cool. And then we were, standing around having a drink and then like things had very much reached their apex at this point. Like, I think yeah. we could tell that the relationship wasn't going to get any stronger. It was like the, the uh, peak and then the parting of the ways. Yeah. Well, except there was no parting. So we um, were just on a, a steady plateau that was only mm-hmm. looking one way, <laughs> which was slightly down. Okay. So we, we were standing around and we were having a chat and, uh, and he went, so uh what uh what, what did you see at the cinema we went, oh we went to see um and before we could answer we went was it that uh geostorm what geostorm have you not seen the trailers for it no what the it's hell is uh that? it's like a a gerard butler film that's coming out it's one of these big action set pieces day Sounds after like a type of connect day after tomorrow-esque uh. it's about how like there's a space station that controls the weather, but then it starts oh, giving yeah. like he- like uh, natural disasters everywhere instead. Oh, um, like a bad player of one of those games where you're like in charge of a town. The Sims, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the Sims is people. There's one that's like Sim City. That's the one. Um, and we were like, no, no, not Geostorm. 
And then again, before we could say what we had been to see, he went, mm, there's a lot of truth in that film. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, no, yeah. Tom, Tom, no, like, don't. Like, both just thinking, like, we looked at each other and we're like, oh, no. this. <laughs> there's only one way this conversation goes from here. He was like, yeah, a lot of truth in that film. And then he went, and then he said the sentence that I was so praying that he wouldn't, which was, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, when planes <laughs> fly overhead <laughs> and they leave those clouds no. behind. <laughs> no. And <I> was, <laughs> we both kind of looked at each other like, oh no. What is it? Are you water vapor? They're called chemtrails he said <laughs> chemtrails what it is it's uh they're full of iron oh, and yeah. it, uh which obviously when they must to the blood and the heart you know, it's mm. all about all about population control yeah and uh so yeah there's a there's a lot of truth in that film and he went you do you know about chemtrails and there's just there's no diplomatic <laughs> way and there's no way to respond to that, which is both diplomatic and maintains my principles. You can't say, yes, I've heard of them, but it's nonsense. <laughs> but yeah. also, I don't yes, want to be like, really an option? no, no, I haven't. No, go on. Because no, I didn't want him to say another word about chemtrails. <laughs> I was really happy with where we were. You should have just been like, my mother died to chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not? She, the wounds she, are still here. She, she was skydiving and just flew straight through the middle of one and choked to death on a big lump into, of iron. <laughs> it was like flying through the asteroid belt, Tom. It can't be done. Star Wars lied to you, Tom. It lied to you. Geostorm didn't, but Star Wars did. Um, uh. And then there was... And unfortunately, so hang on, is he, had he seen Geostorm then? Uh, no, I, I think he just, he'd um, seen the he trailer just got the somehow. Sense that there was a lot of truth in it. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and he, there was another unfortunate situation in that a guy came out of nowhere and got in the cab that he'd sort of semi-reserved oh, no. for it. And I was like, oh, that's a dick move. And then Tom started kind of like being like, oh, like, I was, I, like, I had that cab, I was just getting in. And the bloke was having like none of it. Mm. And, uh, and then this bloke was a total cunt. Like he literally, he wound down the window and was yelling out, well, what do you want? Would you want a pound or something? Toss you a pound. Wow. Um, but then, <laughs> and this is, this is where like my own <laughs> slightly shameful, like pride setting. He was like, you laugh, fucking disgust me. And I really had to like reserve the air to go, oh, so I'm not homeless. Look, I've got, I've just signed a tenancy Excuse me. Agreement. I might have a scruffy beard and a leather jacket. I may be stood in the street drinking Stella at 2am. Yes, but I may not have, have showered today. This but... guy may be homeless. I tell you what, I very much, That's I such tell you what, I've got two I know, and, I, and he just, and he kept yeah, shouting us and, and Mark and I were kind of looking looking at each other and just like no you know what we, we stand in solidarity with tom <laughs> like, for, yeah I think for so. now we are Maybe homeless change your horse to the right man is that a joke about sleepy in stables if so it's no, very it just an expression i couldn't, couldn't quite remember <laughs> i was what listening to i was listening to one of our old episodes the other day a uh-huh. shameless narcissist that i am and mm-hmm. there's a, a bit in that where you you use the phrase let's stop fucking about the drain hole <laughs> and, <laughs> I and i and then 
are instantly so <laughs> appalled by your own self. Uh, even now, I, every day I wake <laughs> up, I have to do eight Hail Marys <laughs> just so I can carry on with my life. Um, I think if I were to be in that pound coin situation again, my saying fucking around the drain hole yeah. would preclude any divine intervention. That's it. No, you, you're fucked yeah. now. You're on your own. Um, oh, dear. So we, we eventually, uh, eventually Tom did get in a, in a cabin and, uh, and so did we. And we went home and we were watching some Bojack. Mm-hmm. And it was only then that Mark realized that it was his birthday. Mark's um, birthday. Yeah. That, yeah. Mark, Not Bojack's no, birthday. Mark realized that it was his own birthday. <laughs> right. Um, and then we both realized that, uh, therefore, technically, Tom had bought him more of a birthday present than I had. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By getting him his little I bit. mean, in a roundabout way. He bought his own birthday <laughs> He bought present. himself a birthday present. And that's the saddest thing of all. <laughs> um, I, w- I'd given him my number, Tom. Or I'd sent him a text. Right. He'd given me his number and I'd sent him a text. And he was, okay. like, he was like, I'll let you know if I'm okay. And I was like, yeah, good. Uh, let me know. And let me know Interesting move. Um, so I gave, gave him the number anyway. The next day I got a text a back pick. from that number. N- not quite, no. I got a text back from that number saying, who is this? Um, because I realized that I'd never given him my name. Um, uh-huh. and I just said, hope you get home. And then I, I forgot to answer because he said, hope you get home is a dreadful thing <laughs> to text your homeless man from an anonymous I'm, number. I'm, I'm, hope you get I'm, a I'm, home. No, it was only later when I was back that I realized by home, I That's meant ex-girlfriend's staples. Oh dear. Um, but I forgot to, uh, I forgot, I forgot to A, have any decency. B, I forgot to <laughs> respond, uh, cause uh-huh. I was asleep when he sent it. Um, the next day I got a message for like an iMessage from mm. an account that is, well, it's an email address. Yeah. Um, and, uh, obviously I won't read the whole of it, but it does start with <laughs> Mr. Dank. 2018 <laughs> okay <laughs> right and i i felt like a bit of a bad person because i i thought <laughs> Did as you a block no 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 I, how dare you well i'll okay. tell you what happened but i no i felt bad because i i thought as a homeless person Dank <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. <laughs> I suppose not, no. Um, but I did respond to him to him then, and I was talking to him today. Uh, things did not go well, <laughs> going back to the stables. Oh, no. Um, and he still doesn't have his keys. Right. Um, but I was... Now, do we think that the keys are a kind of uh, Moby Dick, white whale situation? Uh, they could be, but I also... I have a proclivity to believe him. I mean, okay. the situation does seem unfortunate enough that like, I think he probably does have a place. Um, cause he has a kid as well. Um, and I think, oh. so I think that he does have a place, but apparently his landlord's very dodgy anyway. But I, um, I was dropping yeah, my family in South End. So I was like, is there anything I can do? So I went and met up with him again and said, mm-hmm. Hey, and I gave him some money for some food and he's got a place to stay for the next week. Oh, that's so good. that's good. So he's uh, <clears throat> he's all set for a while, is Mister Dank twenty eighteen. Oh, but yeah, he was a nice man. So what's the moral? The moral is 
Uh, and we've said it before uh, on this mm-hmm. show. The moral is don't be a cunt to the homeless. Yeah, because if there is a class of people that needs your country directed at them, it's it's just not the homeless, it's, is it? They are last on that list. Yeah, they're really very, very far down. Um, just a bit of um, and if the uh, compassion, if the police and the council and all the various authorities that should be doing the most to help them are in fact doing the most to clear them away like litter rather than let's not yeah. forget human beings oh that's the one they... oh, you know they're they're living people ah oh, yes okay that's the one right no, um, that's true actually uh worth let me just think that's right just as much as anyone who does have a home and Even... in many instances a whole lot yeah. more okay um so yeah you're just saying that if you don't have money isn't if you, more money doesn't mean you're a, a better person mm. what? no i suppose i never thought of it in that particular sense but now that you say that it does seem to expose really? the farce of capitalism what quite hypocrisy. succinctly goodness mm. anyway <clears throat> uh anyway, i will be on. sharing from the tas account uh, a very good tweet thread that I uh, that I shared myself the other day mm-hmm. um, about giving money directly and unconditionally to the homeless. Uh-huh. Uh, don't be believing in any of these scaremongering campaigns. Like, oh, you're doing more harm. I spend than- it all on drugs. Well, guess That's what? If anyone deserves thing. drugs, it's the homeless. So, how about yeah. you go fuck yourself? It's also the biggest scaremongering lie ever yeah it's dreadful it's so transparently dreadful as yeah. well because no one has any follow through to the whole it does more harm than good nope, argument and it's roundly refuted by every, every major charity. single study and look this is it's not like us but why not consider as it comes up to the colder months of the year lots of charities especially in like smaller areas or in your like local council area uh, there'll be lots of charities. Often they're kind of church affiliated, but try and look past that if you can. Yep. We'll be doing a thing where, um, cause there's, I don't know if it depends on where you live, but certainly here in Canterbury, the legislation about when they have to provide home for people based on temperature is like the most just starkly preposterous document. It's like once your blood has literally turned to icicles, I suppose we can give you three of four walls. Yeah, it says like, well, we can consider like you can join the queue to see if you get one of one spots in our yeah in our minus three places. And uh, loads of places will be doing like um, housing things, and you can go and volunteer to do like a night shift and stuff. Yeah, I think that we uh, we're definitely well. I certainly am going to try and do some some of that over Christmas. Yeah, so I think I'm sure there'll be something for us to do. and as well, um, I think one of the things that most people don't realise is uh, that if you're one of the uh, reprehensible pricks who says, well, why don't they just go to a homeless shelter? You might be interested to know that most of them, here's the thing, charge money for you to stay. <laughs> you know all that money that you make being homeless? Well, no. you can spend it a bit like rent on a home. Yep. Oh, mm. it's almost like the whole system's just set up to yeah, to kind of forget about people who fall through the cracks. Yeah, and uh, perhaps yeah. widen those cracks just a little. 
I think that's a nice um, thematic symmetry that we've kind of accidentally stumbled upon is that the episode where we're talking about the fact that we're moving into a house, we're also considering the flip side of that homelessness. Uh, not committed not, publicly. Not in not a mocking in a kind of laughing sense. way. <laughs> in a very considerate, compassionate moving way. Moving into a home publicly... has really made me think about those who, who aren't. <laughs> How shit it would be. No, look, we care a lot about that. And I think it's a ver- it's something that it's really easy because a lot of charity is quite abstract, isn't it? And no. you can understand why programs like Children in Need spend so much of their budget on making these incredibly compelling films that humanise stories of countries that you just read about and hear about in Rudyard Kipling's racist rants about <laughs> colonialism <laughs> that have they, made it into That most people have only heard on their vinyl copy of Enoch Powell's Rivers of Blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so with the old homelessness issue it's so it it kind of breaks down so quickly into oh yeah no that's just a person isn't it and i think we could all afford over the old festive season where we're probably spending money on things we don't need uh to you know give of your time if not of your of your cash yeah if like us you don't have very much to give at the very least like i think the the point to leave this particular topic on is uh is that at the very least, even if you have nothing to give, even if you cannot even give your time, uh, please at least look these people in the eye if you if you have to speak. It's to like them. the carol, like, isn't it? Don't... What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I can't remember that bit. But the last bit is he just gives his heart, doesn't he? That's the bleak midwinter for you. Yeah. Great chat, great moral. I thought I'd <laughs> squeeze in. A slightly more oh, of a segue, more. a um, a slightly jollier few uh, few anecdotes. Uh, they're, okay. they're they're very quick fire, um, okay. and one of them is is going to remind you because it's actually your story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, story I've, theft! I've been reminded of it, so right. it's coming in a, a quick fire. Um, I was dropping, as I mentioned, my family in South End for a concert, and uh, a, a very good friend of the family's up as well, mm-hmm. and he. Um, he is a chef and he Ooh. uh <clears throat> he was saying the other day that he was um working because he's doing kind of uh a bit of agency work and a bit kind of like freelance chefing essentially um yeah chefery uh chefing is what we're, chefing, what I'm we're going with <laughs> <laughs> um, chefification That's um, and uh he was asked to uh to, to work at a place the other uh, week where they did an all day breakfast that ended at 1130. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Which reminded my parents even, even more amusingly of a, a place they went to in Lee where <laughs> they went in and they tried to order off the breakfast menu and they said, um, oh, I'm afraid it's, uh, that, that menu's pretty much only because that, that finishes at half 11. Um, and it's 28 past now, so you can't really order off that one. And they went, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll just take something off the lunch menu. And they went, that doesn't start till quarter 12. <laughs> <laughs> They'd arrived so in the, the 17-minute twilight zone. That's literally, I said the twilight <laughs> zone as well. This the hinterland hot. between breakfast <laughs> and lunch where no food can dwell. You walk into a <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> you reach for a menu that isn't there. You want like food? Lunch. Could, <laughs> to order food, no man would cook you at this hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's so lovely 
I'm sure that whoever came up with that just did it to fuck with oh, a very, definitely. very small percentage. Know, of who just walked in in that 15 minutes. That's such a shame. Um, but all of this oh. is to remind me. Can you think of what it's reminded me of? No. Can you not? Uh, well, I can't remember any things that happened. I'm going to, me. to relate the story then. Uh, it's about exam season. Okay. And Isaac, dear, had an exam. He did a subject. Did a subject is. that involved an exam, and all the exams, uh, or most of the exams at, at York, take place in the one building in Central Hall. And of mm-hmm. course, they just have the same invigilators throughout the entire day uh, who read the same script of instructions for every single exam mm-hmm. and clearly don't modify them to whatever <laughs> they have. Do you know what this is yet? Yes. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> So Isaac went in for an exam towards the end of the day, little philosophy exam, little bit. Of, I'd had a few that day li- as well. A little bit of thinking before you, uh, yeah. you absconded to V-Bar. Yeah. Um, and uh, the man at the front read out the instructions in the, the dreary monotone that, uh, that befits and befalls all people who are employed to invigilate examinations. And who've read that script and, a million times. And he came to the end of it. And the final sentences were, if you need to use the toilet, then please raise your hand and we will come to, to attend to you as soon as we can. You may not leave the examination hall in the first 45 minutes of the exam or the last 15. You have one hour. You may begin. <laughs> it took me five minutes of just I'd, pondering. Is, is this the first question? I'd have left. <laughs> that would have been it. I would not be doing the exam. I would assume that I was being trolled by the entire The exam university. was about logic as well, as I recall. It was the logic where it is kind of questions that fall into that kind of vague area yeah. of like looking at premises and seeing if they make sense. So it was such a great setup to be given this impossible toilet break that no <laughs> one could take. It's so beautiful. It's a little catch-22. I was going to make a very yeah. crude pun there and I didn't. So we can Well, all you've be... got to tell us why it wouldn't No, I simply won't. Do you know? Okay, well, you tell us on the bonus episode. Okay, okay, we'll do. That'll be all the bonus episode is. Shame.city slash mail, get on that hype. It's going to be coming out before the end of the month, isn't it? Maybe. (sighs) Definitely. Definitely. Which month? Not October, surely. (laughs) No one knows. We don't have internet until (laughs) the 1st of November. We're going to find a way, though. Audio will find a way. Um, Look, shame mail. It's everyone's favourite segment. We love it. I get a barrage of compliments for Shane Mail just on a, on a yearly basis. Oh, it really is overwhelming. That's very uh, interesting given that A, I don't receive any and B, we're only six oh, months know, people in. People know who to direct it to. They know who the brains of the operation are. We've had a message from Toby King. It's titled On Housing. Hello, gents. He says, as you know, I've been on my own accommodation hunting adventure, which in my head has Toby in a kind of khaki shorts yeah. outfit, yeah, yeah, chasing houses around the Serengeti with a big spear. He's, uh, it's essentially Jumanji. Yes. I love that. They're remaking that, aren't they? Let's not talk about it. No, but it might be good because it's got, I think, the rock. Yeah, the rock's in it, in it but who knows? Come on. He plays the board game. Oh, no, and it's probably, it's a video game. Though, he plays it? the dice. <laughs> yeah, it's a quite special yesterday says toby we were shown a property in clapham which is in london guys while the house was generally acceptable the bathroom was coated with a thick layer of black possibly sentient mold really it was a pile of mold with a bathroom attached what i'm going to say is that any any mold that you um feel the need to describe as possibly sentient 
is uh, mm. is bad enough to be sentient anyway like there's yeah the, the, it makes it sound like the hypno toad kind of mold like it's tricked you into yeah underestimating like it, it. if it's that bad it may as well be sentient like the the sentience is not what's troubling it's the the level of mold isn't it mm. yeah uh the estate agent he continues had the gall to look at it turn to me and say to my face the bathroom has a rustic <laughs> should all estate agents be hanged the answer is, apart from Adrienne and her wet, wet She's eyes. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> I guess, well, yes, I'm I not mean, predisposed to like a stuff. I mean, we did talk a bit about all of these, uh, these kind of stock phrases that get employed regardless of which particular home they're being attached to. Uh, yeah. You know, within walking distance is like, well, I mean, people walk yeah. across countries. So that, that's not a yeah. phrase that means very much. Everywhere's walking distance if you're trying hard enough. Tom walked to the stables. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. You go anyway. Um, uh, what else have they got? Proud to present. We talked Proud to present bullshit. is, is bullshit. Uh, um, generously sized. Generously sized is, like, is not. Maybe if your parents fed you one P at dinner. Partially furnished always means, that means one table, got no one chairs. Lego block. <laughs> you've got the legs of a table. Make of it what you will. Um, but I guess I, I feel like why I don't like estate agents is I just don't really understand that their job needs to exist. They, they, because if, yeah, they capitalized. It's not like anyone's not trying to find a place to No, live. they capitalized very strongly as being a middleman where none was needed. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's on the way out. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, it's already happened to travel agents, so they're surely next. Mm. Like open rent and stuff, you just go straight to the landlord. Yeah, done. Could be the future. Uh, we've had another email as well. It's from, do you have it up or should I uh, read Do you want to read it? Sure. It's from listener and friend and pal, Emily. Mug sender extraordinaire. Subject, a long while. Dear Isaac and Declan, Hello, my podcast angels. This is how I now think of you, fondly and angelic, before Isaac eventually says a horrible word or phrase, disgusts us all, and I land back on earth and realise I had been a fool. A fool! That was all caps, that last bit. That was just my delivery. Do you act? I do, actually, yeah. Do you do any, do you do um, any voiceover, oh, dick? Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I did that. And uh, it went... Interestingly, they gave me some odd feedback, which was that they wanted <laughs> Didn't it Didn't sound slower. cockish enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will, um, once it's been approved and stuff, I'll, uh, I'll definitely chuck it in an episode because it's, I sound like a total idiot <laughs> for the whole thing. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute embarrassment. Um, let's see. Emily continues, she, I hope you know I'm always silently listening and supporting like an old creeper. I also hope you both enjoy your merchandise. I'm particularly pleased with the very word art-esque, word of mouth is best of mouth mugs, as are we. I hope they provide endless joy and delicious beverages and that Isaac does not choke while using it. Thank you. I hope that as well. Why are you so scared of such strange things? Are you not perpetually terrified of the failure of your own epiglottis? Awful. Uh, I suppose in some ways I am, and it's a constant battle to keep that instinct at bay. Just I just think that even in... living with that fear, he manages to pull himself together I know, once a week it... and do this podcast. That's why, isn't it? If people knew everyone else's battles, then I think we'd all have a lot more respect for each other, you know? I very much enjoyed the 11 plus content, and I'm also glad neither of you got murdered by Joangela. I would have also bailed fucking ASAP when the John Coffey character took my means of leaving his weird-ass dark home where he does his murders. 
something that you may enjoy. One of my tasks at my job doing techish things for a bank in London is to update the profanity filter on the system, and I knew I would enjoy it from this sentence alone. This means I have to put in all the swear words we want to ban. The pre-existing English list is a source of much amusement. Whoever uploaded it included words such as poontang and yeasty. (laughs) Dreadful. My job has been to ask... Stop it. Various <laughs> colleagues in our global markets to provide a simi- similar list in their native language. And we have had responses in Cantonese, Mandarin, Hindi, Bengali, etc. The best part of this is taking the swear words in Chinese characters and putting it back into Google Translate for the English equivalent of these Chinese insults. The top ones so far have been, quote, top you along. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It sounds like something a Cockney man would shout at you in like Victorian England. I'll top you a lung, Oliver. <laughs> Ugly dove. Mud horse. <laughs> quite I'm offensive. going to call everyone a you mud horse. mud horse. You fucking and mud horse, Detlev. Go to your grandmother. Detlev, yeah, we need to bring Detlev back. Can you, Emily, please put Detlev into this filter? Oh, my God. Imagine if someone complains because their name, they're called Detlev <laughs> and their name gets that is, filtered out. That would be amazing. If we could try starting, I want this to be an experiment that we all do together. Just just every so often. I'm not saying do it often. I'm not saying force it. It's not like Mean Girls where she keeps trying to make fetch a thing. I just want to see if between our... I reckon we can not, get that lev going. Yeah, we can I get think if, if every month, every two months, you just... It, where you would have said idiot or horrible bastard or ugly dove or mud horse... You just go, oh, it's just such a fucking Detlev. And then just leave it. Like, don't explain it. Don't don't kind of tell anyone what it's about. I just want to see if we can sow that seed. Uh, my top two, she says, are Gibbon Cat. <laughs> it's it's horrible, because it's hybrid just, animal. It's just two animals. Just like, yeah. why, why is that particularly insulting? They're less than the sum of their parts. Oh. And this one's great. Green tea bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you'd call... I don't know, like a a white girl who is really into like fetishizing bubble tea. Yeah, <laughs> and who walked around oh, with like anime outfits and stuff. Green tea bitch. Green isn't tea she? bitch. Hope you're well as always. Much love to you both. I look forward to the time in the future we're in the same place, and I can buy you. She commits to publicly a well-deserved pint. Oh, Bring your mugs, of course. Perfect. Thank you, Emily, and thank you both for the emails. How can people say I was sitting there pregnant with verse, with prose, with text, with thoughts that I needed to be disseminated on this podcast, like so much grass seed over the cliff of knowledge that we stand atop and spout this? How would I send my thoughts across? Well, Isaac, I suppose there would be um, a whole myriad of ways for you to do that. Mm. And maybe, maybe you're the sort of person, I don't like them personally, but I mean, they exist. <laughs> Uh, who likes to communicate predominantly by email. Um, oh, yeah, I love them. Uh, maybe uh, you could email us. And we have an email address, tas at shame.city. Now, when I'm writing tas, is that what? T-A-S-S. That's T-A-S. Oh, just, just the T-A-S. One. Because it stands for, if you remember, that's right. a shame. Oh, okay. Did you see, uh, by the way, I sent you for one of these bullshit freelance jobs that I've started doing, I was having to like mm-hmm. transcribe a PDF catalogue into an Excel spreadsheet. Fun! <clears throat> uh, Fun and well paid. <laughs> don't you know it, baby? <laughs> Double joke. Um, and uh, I sent you one because it was uh, 
a, like a heat warming pod. It was called was one of the <laughs> items in this, and I just had a flashback to when we were trying to figure out what our Twitter handle would be, yeah, and the, the first option was that's a shame pod, <laughs> <laughs> which was roundly dismissed. Can within- you imagine how far we would have come if we'd chosen that? We would have no listeners. We'd never we'd have been met, in prison. We'd never have met Mark Stratfall. We'd never have met Kevin. Paul. It no. sounds like we're naming disciples. <laughs> We've all got very biblical names. The, the, the next was audience. Matthew, so... Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, but yeah, Tass at Shame.City, that's a great way to do it. Other than that, go on Shame.City. just teased, just teased, didn't I, the Twitter. Um, we got Twitter. We did, no, we wait, did wait, Twitter. Wait, 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 with the Twitter. Wait, Why? hold your horses. Why? There's a contact form on Shame.City. Oh, how about you, you know? fuck off with your contact form? Why it's does that necessarily have to way come to off? Send stuff. Why does that have to come before the Twitter? Because it's part of the email segment. No, it's not. <laughs> How Carry about on. you get out? Look, get a life, okay? For anyone, Tell us about Twitter. For anyone who's got a social media, yeah? If you do mm. a social meds, yeah? Every so often. Yeah, if you're down with when the kids. When the mood strikes. If you fancy sending out a Twitter. Mm. Did you see that somebody the other day used twote as the past tense of tweet? Horrible. <laughs> Imagine doing that. Murder, that. she twote. <laughs> <laughs> Even no. younger, Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get in touch with us on Twitter. You can get in touch with the show. We've actually started tweeting a lot more from the Yeah, account, a little bit. Because we... I keep seeing really odd things at the moment. Very. You keep sending them to me afterwards, but zoomed in. Yeah. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> so you just get the face of the odd thing. If you think it's odd seeing it normal size, imagine. <laughs> imagine it full screen <laughs> on the eyes. You can um, really get a sense of this <clears throat> attack. You can reach us. At that's a shame cast. Yeah, and look, look, guys, we're hovering around eleven hundred followers, which I think is a very decent amount. But what I don't like to see is that once it's gone over, every few days it dips back under. So that needs to stop. Uh, If you or someone you know has been following and unfollowing, maybe as a gentle jape, some kind of joke, then although you know we're maybe you're as much. Maybe you fancy us. You're trying to coyly get our yeah, attention. Yeah, like slide working. into the DMs or just working. back out because we're not. We may come across as like fun loving, but when it comes to Twitter followers, it's serious. Business. It's militant. Yeah, um, that's the same personally as well. And of course, you can find us individually on Twitter. You can find Isaac at Isaac BD. You can yeah. find myself at Cynical Declan. Now, yeah, a final little. I've got a final little tease okay. after after you plug reviews well i was quickly before that just going to plug that if you uh, head over to at isaac bd now i really need people to jump on board elmo from sesame streets put out yeah you need to you need to say about, that you should dress as a ghost you no know, just don't be swayed because the essence of democracy is that you express whatever is in your heart and the heart as they say is the avocado of the soul so have a look elmo's put up four options for what he should dress up as for Halloween and just vote, vote we with you. We all your know, really, there's only the one. Um, but look, shame.city slash review. If you're on iOS, that'll take you right over to the iTunes page, quick as you like, where you'll be able to drop a lovely five-star glowing review. We do read them out on the show. And do here doesn't imply regularity so much as, um, I suppose, a trajectory towards a reality where we will read them out. There will come a day when I am here reading them out. Yeah, principle, I think, is, is yeah. what we're, we're going for. It's not the continuous tense. It's, you don't always it's there. stick to it, but it is there. Uh-huh. We're heading if you're ever it. asked about it. <laughs> and I mean, 
yeah it helps us somehow on itunes but also it helps us because we just like to know like feedback really and we like to uh, hear from you yeah it's really very lovely um you have now, a tease i have a tease i think it's time for a tease mm-hmm. we're, cu- we're coming up to the big episode 50 aren't we <sighs> so i hear uh now as we said earlier big is a relative term yep. one of those terms that's very uh internet installation dependent uh-huh. um but with that kind of thing, with, with that as a given, like if, if we assume internet connection given. Yeah, we assume we'll that, find a way. Then um, after episode 50, in fact, from episode 50 onwards, mm-hmm. we're going to have another plug, aren't we? Are we? We're going to have another plug. Another plug? Another plug. Is it because, has there been a demand for people are like, less of the content, more of the plugs? That's what people are saying. No, uh, no. Oh. Actually, they haven't been demanding more of very much from us. Uh, most oh, of them. But they want less what we think, of the whole thing. No, no, but no, they haven't said they want less. They just haven't said they want more. But I think... Hang on, some people did say they want more. Some people did, uh, and and we... Uh, well, we're catering solely to those two. So <laughs> yeah. the rest of you get on board. Mum, if you're listening... I think, I think, <laughs> I think that it's... Um, no, I think that really it's that, you know, we, we, we've we given so much already that people are embarrassed mm-hmm. to, to ask for more, even though they even though they want it. you know, yeah. Uh, and so what we have done out of the goodness of our hearts, we, we're we doing more, aren't we? We are uh, well, doing not more. Doing, because not in the present tense, but as in... Again, it's that, like, there is the potential for, for doing. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we Or we could be going to be doing sort yeah, of future I mean, I conditional um i think so yeah but what is for certain is that we will have another plug for mm. each show something to dwell on there what could it be are we leaving it are we leaving it that vague that's right guys we're starting a tumbler <laughs> <laughs> guys bebo's back <laughs> If you <laughs> the face of Bieber, <laughs> welcome a to the That's a Shame Habbo Hotel. <laughs> Get on board or fuck oh, off. <laughs> it's gonna be big. I think that's okay, where we yeah. can leave it. We've still got because we've still got episode forty nine. We can do a bit more okay, teasing. We're gonna just there. ramp up to that plug. Yeah, I think that episode forty nine tease should really very much just be telling everyone. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll do a Fleb-esque puzzle hunt puzzle Ooh, nice. for people to decipher. Yeah, we could do that. Um, but yeah, because like we've said, um, from like a, our perspective, it does feel like a lot less than once a week at the moment. Yeah. And there's something about doing more content that kind of energizes the content that we do. It gives it, I don't know. I felt like it's been a bit of a bad test because we've been really busy with moving and stuff, but it's felt like what we thought would happen would be that more content kind of crystallized for the once a week. Yeah. Maybe we have to be in the mindset to pursue content for things to happen that, that generate it. So who knows? Basically the long and short of it is that we're looking at ways to do more stuff, um, more of this and more of related things. And that will be with you for episode 50, all optional in a sense. (laughs) (laughs) No optional is the watchword, but look, all that, is left to say is as Emily put it so resolutely upon a, a mug and as a, one of us, I can't remember which probably the more Jesus like spouted one day as if from on high word of mouth. It is the best of mouth. 
tell a friend about the show tell a friend about homeless people just remind them they exist and that they are people um both of those don't go picking one as more worthy than the other because we don't want you to have to make that kind of no. moral decision i've got a philosophy degree and i don't think i'm qualified to even begin to wade into that quagmire no. um so leave that to hume or someone but in the meantime this has been episode yeah. 48 i've been isaac you've been, been declan and the next time we record we'll be living in a new place a new start a new home We'll see you then. Bye. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I'm in the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam I couldn't be fonder Of my big home The bees are buzzing some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Come to you